I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt. And this is The Land Academy Show. This is episode number 1972. And today we are talking about what's new for career path starting on September 27th, which I think is like a week from now. Yep. And then a little later on in the episode, we'll talk about how to track your wealth every single week, which I think is imperative. You know, we spend a ton of time, if you're Jill or if you live in my house, managing what you eat so you don't get too large or uh <laughs> or you're a foodie you're just, you're just into what you eat anyway or that's if hilarious. you're uh you know if you live in our house you drive around town trying to get gas that's three cents cheaper than the place right down the street from you so we spend a lot of time on stuff that would be him that's not me <laughs> we spend a lot of time on things on and silly stuff we need to spend as much time i personally do on tracking our wealth every single week or month or whatever makes sense to you. That's good. I got to tell you, as we sit down right now, if you're watching us, you notice like, hey, I recognize that fireplace in the background. They must be home. Yes, we are home. As I sat down too, I'm looking like, where's the camera? I have to get myself reacclimated here that we are back. It turns out a real consistent, reliable internet connection is a huge luxury. It really is. Jill and I were on a 90 day, 99 day. Well, it was 100, it was 99 nights, so 100 days. So now, this is good. Boy, it sounds like you guys kept track. Yeah, we did. Because you go away with your spouse 24 seven for 100 days, and I mean 24 seven. You're gonna remember exactly when it ends. We lived. <laughs> we lived about uh, ten yards from each other for a hundred days straight. Yeah, and about three hundred square feet. Yeah, maybe a little less. But you know what though? <laughs> all of that. So where where were we doing? We were in our RV. If you weren't following us, we went all over the around the country, and this was really a, a, a different time. Last year we kind of went south hit Ozarks and Tennessee and some things. And this year we went north. So we, we always kind of go, we seem to head to Michigan, do fun family stuff, and then we goof off after. And this time we really got to know Montana, we got to know Idaho, we got to know Wyoming, spent Utah. some more time in Utah, definitely Colorado. We always, we were all totally drawn to Colorado. And and uh, you, you mountain town folk, we love you. We really identify with you. Yeah. So it's it's nice to be home and nice to have internet. Nice to have, you know, the the uh, room that we have here. But I think uh, I speak for both of us when I say we miss being on the road and we're just excited to do it again. I mean, the big question after these trips is, would you do it again? That's what everybody, all of our friends here asked us. And yeah. I said, yeah, in two weeks I would. Yeah. I'm tearing up as we put our as we put our sweet rig into uh, uh, storage. We have it in um, enclosed storage. Needs some light body work too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. user error. Uh, one of us. <laughs> it's uh, it's Jack Zero Boulder One. <laughs> That's the score. And an oil change. Eight thousand miles. We did eight thousand yeah. miles. I Actively shopping for uh, third and fourth for? houses. Oh, third and like, fourth houses in two markets. Yeah. In two markets that, that we just had so much fun. We we're gonna probably buy a house there. Mm-hmm. Each week on the show, we answer questions from our Land Academy member Discord forum. We review land acquisitions from our weekly uh, member of webinars, and we take a deep dive into two land-related topics by popular request. If you want a sneak peek of our Discord forum, 
go to landacademy.com. It's free. So, and also too, don't forget, if you uh, want us to answer your question here, or you just need some help getting started, text my team. It's that easy. 480-530-7383. Let's take a question. Okay. I'm not, we're not using our thingy over here. I'm a little confused. What? Oh, the, oh geez, not, I forgot. Yeah, you did. That's okay. The hundred days on the road will do that to you. <laughs> I'm like, where's the question? I'm not used to looking at it there. Okay, so here's the question that was presented. Lucas wrote, hello, Her folks. thingy, she means a teleprompter. Yes. Everything's a thingy to Jill. Yes, it We're is. We're not using our thingy today. Correct. Hmm. At least I, I, and I follow up with a finger. <laughs> what does Jill mean.com? That's how I go through my life. Listen, you're the thingy right if now. If you're in a, a long-term relationship, you learn to read minds. Ah. Oh, yeah, it goes both ways. That's very true. All right, back to the question. Lucas wrote, hi folks, I have a lead on an interesting land deal. Ordinary, ordinarily, I wouldn't share a deal like this on this forum because it's outside of the typical land accounting process, but it's not an ordinary deal. It's large acreage in South Carolina, and I think it could be lucrative for the right person. It's an ideal location at the junction of X and Y. This location, in my opinion, is the most desirable rural land in this greater blank area. I've lived in this area for 10 years. So here are the details. I got the APN number. It's 362 acres and the purchase price is 4.6 million. Keep reading. My partner is telling me that I believe the seller would probably go as low as 3.6 if the terms were right. Buy cash, quick close. There is an extensive 200 page study that was done in 2008 on the land by a company um, that was proposing a major development, including a golf course, multifamily, single family, and commercial slash retail. If I had the capital, I would buy it and I'd subdivide it into five to 20 acre parcels and then sell each one for like 20 to $30,000 an acre. It'd be a major endeavor to actually build the subdivision that was planned. Apparently, the guy who was spearheading the project died a couple of years ago, and the landowner has been sitting on it ever since. So if you want more information, send me your email, and I'll share it with you. Also, check out the nearby completed subdivision, fill in the blank, add an, uh, for an idea of what's possible there to be built. So I love these. Just saying fill in a blank. Uh, I'm leaving out the, some of the details. Because yeah. this, this guy doesn't need any competition Correct. if he's going to go buy it. Correct. I love these kind of deals also. Uh, when there's a study done, when people, when developers take a look at a piece of vacant land and want to make it something, whether it's an industrial uh, park or a subdivision or anything else, they usually, the first thing they do is order, they tie up the land and order a feasibility study. That's what he means by study. This one in this case is 200 pages long, which I love. And then the guy dies. This is a fantastic and amazing opportunity for uh and this is the kind of thing that you can expect <clears throat> when you send a mailer out <clears throat> excuse me or you're involved in our group i'm just going to be real direct about it i'm not selling you anything but these are the kinds of discussions that happen there's multiple people that have responded to him saying i really want to look at this deal from our part in the uh in discord mm -hmm. and so while he doesn't have to build this subdivision out and honestly if i were involved in this and i might get involved in it 
I would not recommend that. I love his idea of breaking it up into five to 20 acre properties uh, and not really de developing the entire subdivision. So I love this. Anyway, let's, what the kicker is that there's already a completed community as to complete the feasibility study to see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's that's uh, kind of the final point for me to really confirm real demand. Is there a real demand for this? So to get five to 20 acre acres in an area that's already been proven and growing uh, and you can do hopefully double your money. I don't, I don't know what the for the for the on the south side on the south side. Right. Because it's 362 acres. We're starting yeah. with that. So mm -hmm. love this deal. And I think that that's what this group is all about. So that's my point. And I want to drive yeah. this home. And I really want to preface this by saying I'm not selling anything. There's other groups out there. Do you think that they're doing 362 <laughs> acre $3.6 million deals? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're buying uh, what is known to now to be desert squares and for cash and selling them on terms. Our group is packed mm -hmm. full of people from other land investor groups. It's packed full. They're, they're recovering from learning somewhere else first. And it's not that it's, it's negative. No, it's, it's not good. that it's negative. And they're ready to But they're, it it's all. a different type of deal. I'm here to get rich. Yeah. You know, this is I, every Thursday. I do, we, Jill and I do the Thursday webinar for our members and mm -hmm. I have permanently installed a portion of uh, what I what we talk about and about getting rich. I'm not here to, to create four or $5,000 more a month of income. Mm -hmm. and this is how you get rich, these kinds of deals. Exactly. Today's first topic, what's new for career path? Uh, the next newest career path starting on September 27th, Jill. So excited. All right, so let me back up and explain what this is. Career Path is our level of our mastermind group. Everybody knows that term. It's an eight-week program taught by Jack and myself, and it's for people who are not new to this, need to come at it having some experience in either doing land deals or maybe you own a company, something like that, something you've retired you know, uh, you know what's going on. This is not Deeds 101. So this is for people that are like, like, wait a minute, like Lucas here. So um, that are that are just like, this is my life now, or I want this to be my life now. I want to, I want to do it. It's I wanna, your career. Yeah. I want to be a land investor like you guys, not just learning what you do, but I want to do deals like you with you and maybe even more than you're taking down this month because that all that happens too which i love so we're getting ready to start this is i only did one this year isn't that interesting we only did one so this is 2023 we're wrapping it up and uh at the end of the year i have one i'm gonna do two side by side groups seven and eight i keep them to like 15 people in a group that's it because we want to customize this for you and I, I just want to talk about a little bit today because I do have a few more spots if you're interested in it. I'll tell you in a few minutes how to get in touch with me because I'm personally handling it uh, right now and making sure everyone's a good fit for this group, by the way. And I want to talk about what some of the things we're going we're gonna to add. I know you're going to talk about that too. So it's so customizable. So basically, Career Path, like I said, it's an eight-week group, an eight-week program where we're taking you start to finish, not just what it is to do deals, you know, the land academy way, right? But to tweak them, make them great, and go big. 
And then we're going to help you through the whole process to identify if there's any hangups or issues or there's anything standing in your way from hitting whatever your number is, whether it's 2 million this year or 20 million this year and getting you ready and thinking to do that. Can I jump in here? Of course. <clears throat> Career Path is an eight week course. Right. It's each week on Wednesday and Saturday, these sessions, mm -hmm. we meet for two hours and we go over what I call a guided module. So for about an hour, I talk or teach how we do this. Mm -hmm. And then for an hour, we kind of discuss it. Mm -hmm. The first four or five modules are me because it's doing a mailer, it's data, data analysis, and, and all of that that's involved Picking with that. Area. And the f last four or five modules are Jill about how to answer the phone, how to, to turn deals, in, turn angry people theoretically into, uh, this is just one example, into actually creating a real estate deal, yeah. which is a small part of this. But so every, uh, and then we have office hours. So on Wednesday and Saturday, we all get together and everybody loves this. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the deals that we're doing or how, you know, what we, um, where, where we're coming from and, and what the goals is. So my favorite is uh, the first session, the very first session, we, we go around the room, this is all on Zoom, and we ask everybody from where they're coming. And people will say things like, last year I made six million bucks, I wanna make 16 next year. Mm -hmm. uh, or uh, the other end of that spectrum is, I am brand new at this, but I just sold, we had a guy who just sold a, a restaurant chain. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm not ready to retire yet. I got a bunch of money and um, I'm here to learn how to buy and sell land. And every single thing in between, we have many, many people that come back from former career yeah. paths and rejoin because they, uh, they're they at a different point now in their career. I mean, the first career path worked out for them. And we keep evolving. Yeah. It keeps getting better and better. That's the That's whole right. thing too. From career path one to now, you know, it's kind of like your first child. I love it. <laughs> we learned a lot. You know, this is a, a two-way street. I yeah. I learn as much, I, I would hope to, that everybody, uh, the recipients or the customers or the members in career path learn. You know, mm -hmm. I love that type of a feedback. Like in this situation here on this podcast, we're talking but not receiving anything. Obviously, it's one one way communication. In career path, we're all in a room learning how to be better land investors and ultimately doing deals together. Mm -hmm. That's what ends up happening. Well, part of why we're talking about it today, too, is because I had a call with someone last week and they said, hey, I joined you guys because of House Academy. I haven't really gotten into the land academy thing. I'm doing houses. So I want to I want to find out a little more about career path and I want to find out what will this help me? Were there things in there that's going to still help me because I'm still doing house flipping? I'm like, heck yes. And so I immediately came to Jack and said, can we even add an, an, you know, a little more in-depth on the House Academy side of it? And which, he, of course, he said, heck yes. So that's the whole point of this too. Career Path is so customizable. We're here for you. You know what we do. You know what we're, what the kind of deals that we do, which is pretty much bring it, anything. And, and we can help you. Jack has special modules on mobile homes already in there. What else you want to you want to talk well, about? Well, here's it? a perfect example of yeah. what's changing for this next career path. Mm -hmm. Not changing, but adding. Adding. Jill and I just spent 100 days in a mobile uh, in an RV driving to what I would call resort destinations in you know Michigan and Wyoming and Montana and so places like. Charlotte, Michigan, resorts. and uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and Bozeman, Montana, and on and on and on. Many, 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 many places. I don't know how many stops we made. 22 or 28 30. 28 stops. 
So I got to thinking because I'm sitting in a bar still talking to all the local people there or in Michigan. Um, I'm from Michigan, so I've got a lot of friends there and asking casually asking about real estate markets. And one of the things that I learned and I didn't take it very seriously for most of my career until now is it makes a lot of sense to buy property, uh, rural houses specifically in December or January and sell them during the the, uh, uh, tourist season. Mm-hmm. To back that up, I pulled all the data uh, and I created a module in CareerPath. Now we're going to talk about this in great detail about, hey, buy a house in northern Michigan in uh, February December. for $300,000 and sell it for three eighty or four. Never open the door. Mm-hmm. You know, never, never open the door, cut the grass and resell it um, for $100,000 more in summer. And so to support that, I went dug into the data resources that Jill and I have and Land Academy members have to prove this. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I'll tell you, after that, after this module, <laughs> we're all going to know exactly where it works and how to test every zip code. And there's 26,000 zip codes in the country that you can run this test on and very quickly find out where it's worked in the last four or five years and then just go replicate it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kinds of, we haven't taught that, yeah. it's in, but a topic. Yeah. So there's a bunch of other things that we're going to talk about that are kind of new. Minor splits, taking one APN and making it five yeah. in Texas specifically. There's a lot of members that we have that have been doing that really, really successful. You buy a property for a hundred thousand bucks. It's one APN, 20, 30 acres. You cut it all down into five acre properties. You've got five APNs now and you sell it for a couple hundred to 250,000 bucks. You do that two or three times a year, you're approaching a million dollars not. Yep. So it's not a joke. Career path is a blast. I love teaching it and I think a lot, we, we wouldn't have so many reoccurring people coming come back. I come back, it's so great. If it didn't work. Yep. I'm excited about it actually. I am also. So how many slots are available you think? I don't know, I have a few. Let's just sit, leave, let's just leave it at that. Um, here's a deal. If you're like, oh, okay, this might be for me. Here, two things. Go on um, landacademy.com. There's a thing at the top that says career path with more information. Check the schedule. Read about that. See if that works for you, which pretty much works for everybody. I'm doing a Wednesday group this time and a Saturday group. You can. I want you to kind of pick a group that we can kind of think about where you're going to be attending, whether it's Wednesdays or Saturdays, but know this. You can flip-flop if you're like, okay, I started on Wednesdays. Now this week doesn't work. I need to do Saturday. No problem. Show up on Saturday. The other thing is, too, you're like, oh, my gosh, that discussion we just had on Wednesday was phenomenal. It was all about, you know, fill in the blank. I want to hear it again on Saturday. Seasonality. And I want to hear about what the, I want to see what questions this group brings up. I'm showing up Wednesday and Saturday. Bring it. You could do it all. The guided modules are the same on Wednesday and Saturday so that you we want to make sure that you are involved. Right. And if you've got a job and you can't go on Wednesday but you can on Saturday or vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's the first time we're doing that too. Yeah. And it's, and it's being responded to very well. Well, and I just told my group too, by the way, to make it easier on my team and make it better for you attendees also is you will have asked while you're in career path, it's recorded for you to replay and watch later. Right. And then it's good for like a month after that, something like that. But anyway, I said, let's not, I want the recordings to be available to all. So if you're even on the Wednesday or like, say you can only do Saturdays, you're on the Saturday group, you want to watch the replay of what Wednesday went on. You have that too. It's going to be really awesome. So much great content. I'm really, really excited. Anyway, you want to know more Then I want to talk to you. Seriously. Personally. Send me a note. Jill at landacademy.com. 
send me a note. I'll, 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 and we'll figure out a time. I'll tell you the next steps and we'll figure out a time. That's all you got to remember. <laughs> Let's take a look at one of our favorite land acquisitions from our weekly uh, Thursday member webinar. So we are doing Would You Do Steal? Lawrence County, South Carolina. Accepted offer price $22,500 for 1.8 acres. Thinking of countering at $15,000. Things we can sell. Hard to determine since all the local land here. Uh, don't touch anything less than five acres. So I couldn't really get an opinion. I was thinking of putting it up for about $31,000. I see where you're going. All right. So physical and legal. He has a legal easement. Awesome. Mobile. Adjacent, yes, the mobile next can be put. Okay. The issue with this property is that the local comps in the area are estate lots that are newly subdivided. So it threw off the price per acre. This was also teetering on whether I should have priced it at one to one and a half acre or 1.5 to three acres. Areas also in a transition from Fountain Hill and Lawrence. So it's a mix terms of the type of Neighborhoods, just wanting a second opinion. Let's see what the data says. Okay. My immediate reaction is, does it have access? Oh, it's a RV or a small motorhome that was on there, and it's no longer there. But is it almost looks paved? But I'm guessing it's just a really good dirt road. Mm -hmm. So hopefully there's an existing easement. Uh, you said legal access. Okay, so we're going to... We have a legal that. easement, yes. I just need to see the numbers so far, yeah, I think. Too. No, no word slope. I don't think it matters because there was obviously you put something on there anyway, so we're cool there. Is the guy in the front own the back piece? That's what makes me think that it's him in the front. Okay, uh, address. Can you show me the address? No, the front and back are different. Undefined. Uh, okay, Simpson. It's a different... It's a different mailing address. That says. So let's run through the A's if you're new. Acreage. Maybe. Well, he's already got a concern about that. Picture does. Because mm -hmm. they like to see larger acreage properties there. But it's got that living situation. So now it's more of an info lot. So that passes my test. Access. He says it's okay. Uh, I had a concern, but it looks like it's okay. Price. We're going to find out in a second. Adjacent. It passes with flying colors. There's all kinds of stuff going on everywhere around it. All, all everywhere. Mm -hmm. Jason's great attributes South Carolina itself can make this up and these two there neighborhoods yeah there, there's these, it's between these two neighborhoods Fountain Hill and, and then whatever else right it's got enough attributes I think alive I'm sure the guy who sold it the guy he sold it to is selling it to Victor potentially right. so it comes down to price for me it starts at 50,000 for an acre and a quarter uh, across the, the zip code uh, 53,000 there 68. These are all good numbers. This is an acre and a half for 50. And we're at an acre and a point eight for 22. Mm -hmm. This is passes all my first my first phase one due diligence. Good. Does it pass for yours? Yeah. I'm trusting you on this one. Because I, I was looking for the physical stuff and you just confirmed the money stuff. You know, the other thing we always do too is let's just see what this house property is right around here. Okay. I don't think Oh, I see it's showing up. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the low to high. You're looking at that number. We're on the same page. I saw houses for millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So I, my gut says get in a second opinion or get a local opinion, but I think this property is great. Right now, honestly, if it were, if I had to make a quick decision, yes or no, I would say that you're 15,000, Victor, I'd buy it. Yeah. You could get it for that. Me too. So and you could make up something like, oh, 22, I thought they had the mobile on it. Or I don't know. I mean, and you know what? Even at that, think about this. It's does it was it a was it a 
Was it a mobile home that there's some kind of septic and well, some kind of yeah. water and power, or was it an RV that, that was self-contained that they're just hooked up? They ran a hose from the house or something. That's yeah. I appreciate you're being real conservative about um, this, but you know, he says the past numbers, the past sold numbers are somewhat concerning. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. And then he says, I he's concerned he's buying an acre lot with a mobile home on it for 15 grand. Great. So now you're diversifying the offsetting the risk of this one mm -hmm. and, and, and it's in your favor. That's not how this goes. Cause yeah. I, these are the kinds of properties that I, I love these kinds, just the kind, these kinds of deals. Mm -hmm. Hey, what are these guys talking about? What is this business about buying and selling land? Go to landacademy.com and download the ebook. It starts off with me kind of telling the story of how I got started in this crazy business. Uh, and then it tracks us through what, you know, really makes sense, how we send out all these blind offers by the tens of thousands sometimes. And, mm -hmm. and we pick the deals that we want to do at the, at the end. So it's free, it's downloadable. We had nothing to lose and it, it's a real good introduction to, to, uh, how Joe and I, uh, make this work and yeah. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members make it work also. Yeah. Let's take a, another question posted by one of our members on the land Academy discord online community. Again, if you want a sneak peek, go to landacademy.com. It's free. Ed wrote, so I need to learn more about the negotiating skills. I have done a lot of houses and multifamily deals in the past and felt like I was a good negotiator, but not sure how, not sure I would have got to $22,000 when the seller wanted $65,000. I know in all the calls I talk about how good Jill is at talking with sellers and getting deals done. I feel like that's one of the areas that, that is lacking in the training and we could use more help there. Happy to talk about it. Happy to do it on the Thursday calls too. I do also, Ed. So first let me pause right there. Bring it up. I, Stephen knows I just love talking, but <laughs> bring it up on the Thursday call too. If you have a specific question about it or you want me to, you know, role play or do it in action too, that's why we're there with you every single week to help you even more in this area. So, first thing that I'm gonna, that I talk about, um, I'm going to give you some some things there. First thing is I I try to. Um, let the person, I want my seller to know I put a lot of thought into this. So I'm going to end a call. If I pull up a, say a seller calls me back and I'm looking at this deal, right? I offer 22, they want 65. First thing I'm going to do is try to figure out, is it worth 65? Am I wrong? Is there something going on that I missed? So I'm going to get all the information from them. I'm going to end the call and have a call scheduled with them in the next day, 24, 48 hours, not too long to call them back and talk more about it. Then when I hang up, I may even know right then and there, like, there's no way this guy's right. I'm still letting him think I, that it is. So I'm going to go off and go, and go I'm either going to really do my due diligence, which I really am. I'm going to dig more into it and I'm going to prepare, prepare for your antsy right now. Do you not like my answer? Um, I, uh, <laughs> I can tell he has this cold spending too much time together. <sighs> He's moving around. He's like, nah, am I talking too long about this? Or you don't like my answer? It's just long, really long winded. Oh, sorry. Listen, you send out 10,000 offers. You price your campaign <laughs> at about 20% of what you think the retail value of the property is. So if you've got a $60,000 property, that's retail. You sent them a $22,000 offer, you're gonna get one of three types of responses. Number one, go pound sand, I will never sell you my land. I don't like you and I don't like Arizona or wherever you're from. 
Number two, you know, we were thinking about selling our property, but that, pro that price probably won't work. And number three, which is what we're all kind of looking for, love to sell you my property for $20,000. Your timing's perfect. My uh, uncle Jethro just died and it's a, a good time for us. He, he was the reason we were keeping it. And so the question is, I need to learn how to negotiate better on that first one or that second one. I don't believe in negotiating and a lot of people said this and I think they're probably copying me in Discord. I don't negotiate. I'm not good at it and I don't want to be good at it. And I, you know, long Jill and I joined forces about 14 years ago, but I was doing it a long time before that. I kind of had Jill's job. And my answer was I'll send out 25,000 offers and get three I might get 50 calls back, but three of them are going to sign it and send it back and those are the deals I'm going to do. So you don't necessarily that may or may not happen to you. I don't think negotiating is part of this. I think there's a huge emotional component to negotiating. Think about going to like a bazaar. Uh, every time we go to Mexico, there's people on the street selling jewelry and stuff. And I can see all these Americans lined up to just, they can't wait to take a crack at, you know, trying to get the best possible. Why? I, I think there's kind of a high that comes with it and getting the great. I don't think that's the. <laughs> so you seem antsy. Do you want to jump in here? <laughs> told me my answer is too long so you took over and made yours even longer that, that's all i want to say i mean just hold send on a lot a of mail out hold on a moment that was Make not the question was not the jack way which is move on <laughs> Jeez, the question was kind of to me may oh. i finish my answer oh sure yeah sheesh i can leave if you want yeah that would might be helpful <laughs> and i'm trying to help here so here's the deal they want 65, you want 22. You need to come back with them to why yours is right and why theirs is wrong. Let them think you spent a lot of time on it, which you probably did. In my At, at my time, in my point in my career, I don't need to spend as much time on it. I have a really good feel for it. But again, if they brought some pertinent information, like it was just rezoned or somebody's moving in down the street, now I know about that, I might change my, my thing. So I listen to them. And then I go back and give them all the reasons why I'm sticking with my number. Or if I'm changing my number slightly, look, I can come up to 30, that's it. I looked at it and I took that into account and you're right, I do appreciate that it has that attribute, but you know what? It's not worth any more than me than 30. I'm not giving you 65. So in the very end, I still, I, I might like give them a little, but, and then I move on. I'm not here to go. I'm not here to go back and forth and back I and love forth that and show. back and forth. So yeah. I love that. Yeah, we don't, I don't play that game. Like I said, so come back with one number or nothing or no change. Tell them your why's and then and then the last thing I want you to do, Ed, is is I want everybody to be on the same page when you hang up the phone. Like, all right, I hear your number, you hear my number. If anything changes, you know, let me know. And I wish you all the best. Click and move on. And then watch what happens, Ed. Yep. Because a lot of the time it might be two days, it might be two months. But watch what happens, how many people do come back. And you've long forgotten about it, by the way. They're like, remember you want to give me 25 for that property? I want 65. I'll take your dumb 25. Nobody in my family wants it. You're like, hold on a moment. Let me see if I still want it. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. You've moved on. So that's You're solving a problem for somebody. Yeah. And if, the pro if their problem is they want retail, you're not going to solve that problem. No. So you have to identify. Yep. Jill's an expert. Yep. Jill doesn't Would negotiate. You have to identify why they're on the phone with you right. still. 
Uh, and if that happens with any sales, you know, mm -hmm. I, I always, when I think of sales, I think of a car dealership. You don't walk into a car dealership or, or people don't if uh, they don't want to buy a car. Right. They don't walk in there just to look. But if they dropped, they got dropped off in an Uber at a car dealership, <laughs> there's a good chance they want to buy a car. No, seriously, you got to get, you got to get to what's really going on. This is, this is a very common theme on our Thursday member calls. Exactly. People put in, would you do this deal? And they give me the numbers and, and then you watch me. I'll say, what's the story? Yep. I need to know. Because if this person is holding out for 65 because their neighbor sold for 65 or 75, right? And they, have, they don't need the money. They're all set. They could care less if they sell it. You're not going to get it. They're going to, they'll die with it. And knowing 65 was their number and that's because they don't care. So you need to find out where they're really coming from and then you can move forward. It's, so there's a, the word negotiating really kind of gets under my skin. Mm -hmm. I do too. I think that people, like that. we don't do it. I think that there's so much other stuff. We all, all of us, you the listener here can probably name two or three people that you know that love to negotiate and what that means that word to them means soak every single possible that. squeeze that penny until it's dust and then walk away feeling great about yourself and pack pack and that's not what we do if the property in this case in uh, ed's case here he wants sixty five thousand bucks and it ends up you look at the you know you offer 22 he wants 65 and it ends up the property's worth $120,000 because you really looked into it and you're like, wow. Yeah, you know? that could be. That's that happens all the time to out. us. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You know, if you're one of those people that, you know, Don't and you have, to, that. you have to get it for 22 because that's what you offered because you're crazy, then you, the deal doesn't get done. You're there to do a deal. And you're there to make sure that it's about, you're going to buy it for about half in general what you can sell it for. I'd that ends up being, very often the seller will say, well, 22 doesn't work, but 65 works and it's worth 120. And then you buy it. You buy it for that person's price. It's not, there's no emotion to it. There's no winning. I, this whole business of, well, great, uh, we negotiated a deal and great, no one's happy. Then, then you know it's a good That's deal. Your side. I hate that crap. Yeah, I, it really is truly a cliche, and it's untrue. Right. I think that everybody can be really happy. Oh, that's my whole point. That I, that's my goal when I end and everybody feels good about it. I know what you're going to do. I know it's worth more. Thank you for taking it off my plate. I couldn't stand to look at it anymore. We buy houses. You're welcome. Rural houses, um, and have in the past a lot of rural houses where the prop they don't want to list it. Yeah, it, they have to clean a bunch of crap out of there or whatever. There, there's some problem that you're solving other than price for them. Right. And so, yeah, that here's the keys. Here's the price and here's the keys. Here's my one last comment. And I want to move on to the second topic, which is there's one place that I do. I, there's one one uh, situation. Let's see if Jack can can think of it here. There's one situation that you might find me negotiating. I don't know. You don't know where it is. It's in another country. It involves silver in Mexico. We just brought, I just brought that up. And <laughs> That's the only thing. I just gave that example. And you know what? That's you know the what only I think time about I might negotiate. A vendor selling like... silver in Mexico, I think I'm going to pay him retail. Oh, and, I, and I mean it. You're okay. Move on. So I just don't it's, see this. They, they want to do that. Okay, I don't see the sport. And he doesn't get it. It's okay. I don't. You know I what? I do not get you negotiating. Know, You're absolutely right. I know. It's okay. That's why you have me. <laughs> <laughs> Today's second topic is how to track your wealth every single week. 
now that we're done with Jill's negotiating. Well, you know what? My negotiating is making you rich. Yeah. Oh, making me rich. Well, Thank you, Jill. Would you like me to kiss your feet? I just kidding. Thanks for mean, making me rich, Jill. I didn't mean it like that. How'd you make it? How'd you mean it? I didn't mean it like that. Like, but you may or may not uh, understand or be able to do it the way I do it. But you benefit, and we all know it's good. Okay. Thank we'll you. talk about that after the camera's off. <laughs> In the first day of accounting class, any accounting class, uh, they teach you about financial statements. There's the income statement. You know, I made $30,000 this year. I uh, spent $42,000, so I lost twelve. Or in, our, in Jill's case, I made $580,000 this month. And I spent 180, and so whatever you know, it's the revenue minus the expenses and how much money you make. That's statement number one. Statement number two is a balance sheet, which I love. I love balance sheets, and the equation there is very simply: assets minus liabilities equals equity equals how much you're worth. And the easiest way to understand uh, what a balance sheet is is think about a house. You buy a house for 300,000 bucks. You get a $200,000 mortgage, you have $100,000 of equity, you're worth about hundred grand. As time goes on, your house goes up, the value of it goes up, and so it might be worth uh, $500,000, and you paid that mortgage down over several years, uh, so you've got $50,000 of uh, debt left, so assets 500, liabilities 50, your net worth is now uh, $450,000. So assets minus liabilities equal equity. And this is how you take the temperature of what you're worth. You know, in Elon Musk's case, he's got his, on the asset side, he's got a ridiculous amount of, of stock, mainly in companies that he's taken public. And so he's got all the stock value minus what he owes or what the companies owe is his net worth. And in his case, it's a lot. And so that is how you track your wealth all the time and you at, a, at the youngest age possible uh, our kids when they were little we taught them a, little, a song about assets minus liabilities equal equity and so you, how does that go would you like to sing it for no us? somebody else asked me i can't remember but oh, yeah. geez we used to run around the house singing it until they're and then one day we woke up and they hated us so because as children do <laughs> it's still going on <laughs> we were really really cool to that one day yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you obsess on a balance sheet and you know, list all of the stuff that you own, every single thing that you own, assets, and then all the money that you owe, and calculate your equity, believe me, and you're thinking about it the way that you're thinking about how many calories you take in or how many cal- calories you burn off or uh, anything else that you kind of really pay attention to and manage, it's going to go up. And so we talk about this in Career Path. There's a module in Career Path that I created actually for this time called Wealth. I started doing it on our Thursday call. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves to talk about getting rich. That's what this is. Well, this is a metric for you to actually take measure of exactly where you are and continue to make sure that equity goes up. You know, there's a when you drop in doing a land deal and, and you don't have the money, this happens in Land Academy every single week. You find a great deal, you don't have the money. You come to us, Jill and I, or a ton of other people that are in the group, in our group, and say, this is a great real estate deal, I did my job, I sent the mail out, I negotiated the deal, 
I think this is worth, you know, we're going to buy this for 60. I think it's worth $180,000. These are real numbers. I don't have the $60,000. Hey, uh, investor X, other land Academy member, if you put in your 60,000 bucks and I'll do all the work, sell it for a hundred and whatever I said, 180. Um, so now this person's balance sheet and we'll split it. So we split the actual margin, which is I think $120,000. So the person who funded it gets their money back plus uh, the 60 grand profit, which is 50% of the net margin. And then the person who found the deal gets $60,000 also. What did the person who found the deal put in? Zero. So think about a balance sheet like that. You're on, on the left side of your balance sheet, you have equitable interest in five real estate deals. You didn't put any money in, so you have no liabilities. So now your net worth potentially is a lot. It could be millions of dollars. All your only your only job is just to find these properties, manage the deal, and resell them. And if you do it right, you didn't put any money in. And so, please uh, consider seeing your personal wealth this way all the time, as much as possible. It really, really, really works, and it's the way that we've uh, Jill's gotten me rich, apparently. So. <laughs> I watch this stuff all the time. I know where everything is and, it, and it, our equity or our wealth net worth goes up because of it. Thank you. It's like the bathroom scale. <laughs> Let's take a look at another one of our favorite land acquisitions from our Thursday, uh, weekly Thursday member webinar. Riverside County. Okay. Which is a steel 2.84 acres um, next to custom homes and mobiles. So if I buy it for 93, I can sell it for 180. And it would be the cheapest around. World. I can tell you right now, it's awesome. Seven seventy-one. That's what the house across the street is worth. So, if you use the ten percent rule, you should be buying the property for about seventy thousand mm -hmm. dollars. You're very close at ninety. That's true. Another one. I do wish it was cheaper. And how big is that? And it's bigger. Is it? Yeah. This is a two APN situation. This is agriculture. Yeah, let's see it from the road. So you got a pretty serious slope situation to deal with. That's everywhere. Thank you. That's a lot of up. San Diego and a lot of Riverside. Mm -hmm. So they addressed it here. They dug in pretty good. This person has their own water plant. I'm not not the best person to ask about these California properties. I you know I everything has some type of slope or terrain issue to deal with. Uh, there's now water issues for everything. So you know there's just a lot of stuff that can go wrong. With a property like this that said we pass on a bunch of property we have members who have literally did it pass we pass on a property they took it to somebody else they bought and sold the property and made 1.2 million dollars mm -hmm. and like bought a new house and moved to arizona <laughs> yeah i personally would not do this deal neither would i but i'm, I'm really saying this honestly right that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it yeah we are just not California, Southern California, specifically land people. Julia, have something inspirational to share. Yeah, you know, I want to talk about this discussion that we had last week, which was um, we were talking about how real estate agents think and how investors think. I love it. You wrote down my notes. These are, are these my notes mm -hmm. or your notes? I wrote down paraphrasing the conversation. Oh, I'm hold please while I reread my notes. Um, oh, that's so true. Okay. This is good. This is, this, um, is a result of a conversation that we had in private, which is now not in private anymore. Yep. 
uh, about a specific real estate agent and their mindset. I'm like, God, I wish I could get out of there. It's hard for, I don't know why, it's hard for them sometimes to shift gears. And I wanted to talk about it with you and with you uh, about agents. You know, we know this, we have a personal relationship with an agent who, and I think a lot of agents are like this way. They're, they are very focused on that one deal, that one family, that one situation at a time. And they, they don't, uh, think big picture and look at the broader aspect of what's happening. So here's an example. Um, we, this agent that I'm talking about helped a family buy a house because in another state east of here, because they were quote unquote worried about Salt Lake running out of water, running about, you know, I'm sure it happens with Arizona too. They probably, and so they just lump it into, it's a desert thing. Everybody's worried about water. And we're like, that's not true. You know, like, where are they coming from? But that was their, that was their experience with that one family. And, and so they lump them all in to that's the situation. That's what's going on. And, and, uh, I, I'm the watch for more of them, whatever it is. I don't know. My whole point was they go situation to situation to situation. They help that one family and they move on. Um, they're not really focused like we are on the big picture. What am I talking about? Like trends, like seasonality, like you know, major movement from one state to another because maybe work rules are changed. Price per square foot. Price per square foot or tenant laws have changed. Or trends. Even, you know, what I'm focused on right now is the Airbnb community. I'm watching that. City by city by city, they are changing the rules on what they allow. And an agent won't, won't look at that. Most agents I know only know that one story of that one person who sold that one Airbnb in Park City, Utah, because they now have a 30-day rule. They can't do it by weekend like they used to and make all this money. They're not like really looking at, wow, and thinking about how can I really, you know, uh, use this information and knowledge to get more customers get more clients. How can you manipulate properties. it to put money in your pocket? Exactly. So um, I'm looking at this. Why is pe- why are people, this is a question for Joe and then obviously yeah. the listener, allergic to, to math? I don't know. Isn't that funny? What's the first thing somebody does when they walk through a house that's for sale? I don't like that wallpaper. Oh, yeah. They look at the flooring. This color. They look at the colors. This color is terrible. They look at you how know what? cluttered Let's it is. Let's look at another house. I don't. Yeah. I don't like how this is painted. Mm-hmm. Well, even before that, they drive up to it. They won't. They mean. You know what? Here, let me. Like sometimes they drive up to it, and the curb appeal turns them off right there. Yeah. Can't see past that. Sometimes they don't even get to the curb because the pictures are awful. And they don't even want to look at it. You can tell it, or, or they just—they just have a feeling. It's dark and dreary. A feeling, right? From the now photos. Now there's feelings and real estate. Yeah. I don't think those two things were mix yeah. at all. I think it's all just money. Mm-hmm. If I was a real estate agent, I would go. I would. This is what I would. I would look at myself in the mirror and I would say this: the day that I get my real estate license, I will have no less than one hundred listings revolving at any given time and that's it my new job in my life is to get a listing every single time one sells i get another one 
100 listings, 120 listings, 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 listings. Why? Because I don't have to do any work after it's listed. I'll put it into a system. I'll get the right software. I'll make sure that the seller is aware of what's happening. And I'm going to hire somebody or get somebody else in my office to do any showings. And I, my name's on it. I get half the fee and that's and it's over. I will never. This is me talking to the mirror in, in the mirror ever work with a buyer. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't like this color. Let's look at another house. Well, we looked at 32 houses, ma'am. Yeah, I don't like them. I don't have a good feeling about any of them. Well, okay, you're not my customer anymore. It doesn't, real estate agents have feelings and see colors. And they're not looking at this property. A real, I've never had a real estate agent come to us and say, this, is prop, this, is, uh, this property is listed for $322 a square foot. In this zip code, the average is 550 and so if you can see past renovating it, and you guys seem pretty smart, if you can see past redecorating this thing, it's a smoking deal. Now you got me. You know what I would do if I was an agent in that situation too? I'd say, if you're not going to buy it, I will. And I mean it. Yeah. That would be, there that you would go, be Joe. me. That's the whole point. Wow, that's brilliant. If I were a real estate agent, Joe. I would be doing it for my own personal benefit to source those deals. Like I said, maybe sell them. Like one of us is buying this house because this is nuts how cheap it is. And I know what to do to solve it. Do you want me? And then I can, so as an agent, I can say, I can hook you up with a contractor that can do it because they're my contractor that can do it. This same real estate agent. We were in a, in a market where there's a lot of water in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The same real estate agent, there were more than one. I, I was asking just real simple, direct questions over at dinner over with a beer. You know, what's the price difference between property that's on the water versus a property that's one block back? Yeah. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Why would you me? need to know that? That that was their response. Why would I have no idea? She's she said I have no idea what the price per square foot is in any of these markets. I don't know how you can, you can, that's a perfect I, I example. I just don't understand how you can do your job. Perfect example of what we're, what I'm talking about here, because that's the difference. That is a huge difference between just, a, you know, I'm not poo-pooing. I don't mean to poo-poo you uh, a real estate agent, but I do. it seems like my experience has been more of that you than the investor mindset. Well, how about this? If you are thinking like we're thinking, we're like, hey, Jack and Jill, slow down. I am one of the 1% that I can actually tell you what the difference is price per square foot versus on the water and versus the next block over like Southern California, right? Then you need to be an investor like us and you know that and we'll help you. What you know, Jill's yeah. exactly right. What you know after you get uh, have some practice at it, some saddle time, is when a deal comes in because you sent 7,000 offers out and you're looking at the deal and you're talking to people in Land Academy Group or you bring it up on our Thursday call or whatever, you get some, you yeah. get some experience. You, it's going to come in and you're going to say, are you kidding me? This is fantastic. I am going to buy this property mm-hmm. for 30 grand. I, I know it's worth 60 or 70,000 bucks. And I, I've already established that with a, a relationship with somebody who's got a bunch of money and, and we'll do the deal. That's it. And it's, it's, it doesn't become, um, or just, I mean, houses. There's, it doesn't, there is no emotion in yeah. it. It's just, I did my job. This is a great deal. Let's yeah. get it purchased and let's get it sold. Well, that's perfect. You're so, or no, you're a real estate agent and you have a deal that comes to you. It's four fifty. It's worth 700 in its current condition. And it's worth a million when it's all cleaned up. You don't think that there's enough, there's plenty of money. There are people here in Land Academy that will fund that all day long for you. You do two of those, now you're a deal funder for somebody else. I have to tell so. you a story. 
Uh-huh. We were, when Jill and I lived in Southern California happily uh, before COVID, there was a, we lived adjacent to a community called named Torrance and Joe found a property. Yeah. It was listed on the MLS. And she had at the time um, uh, just a, a social friend who happened to be a real estate agent, but a total go-getter, you know, knew the markets and real bright, very successful real estate agent. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm making up these numbers because I don't remember, but Joe went to this person and I think it was listed for six or $700,000. Yeah. But for whatever reason, after Jill's research about how long they lived there, on um, the condition of the house and all that, she she called the real estate agent and said, please submit an offer on this house. I think it's listed, let's just say it was listed for seven hundred for $523,000 or some number like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the real estate agent's response is this, I'll never forget it. For $523,000, I would buy it. To which Jill said, and I heard this phone on, on, on yep. then why don't you? Yeah. And there was just silence. Because I know this is a very bright person. This is true. She was thinking, why the hell don't I just make an Hello. offer 523 and buy it? Exactly. Why don't real estate agents think like that? Exactly. They get so sidetracked with paint colors and emotion. Yeah. Or they just can't, they can't, for some reason their mind doesn't go there. Like I can be the investor. For you know? 523, I would buy it. Yeah. I love that. There's so many agents running around going, yeah, I'm the agent. I wish I was the investor because they're the ones making the money. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So why aren't you the investor? You should be. <laughs> you really are. Yeah. You're like 98% Hello. of the way there. All you're you have to do is one more conversation with yeah. yourself in the morning in front of the mirror, and then you are now an investor. Yep. There you go. And I'll be the bank. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. That was my whole point with her. She didn't get it. Jack, how about you? What are you going to share with us as we wrap up here today? So, you know, that little balance sheet, assets minus liabilities equals equity. Yeah. You have to make sure that that number goes up every month. That's good. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Conventional wisdom is save money. There's nothing wrong with saving money. You're not, it's going to take you a long time. I thought conventional wisdom was do nothing. Just no. Wait. No. Don't. Wait. I hate the wait game. So assets minus liabilities equals equity. If you, re- you eliminate entirely and completely eliminate all of your liabilities, meaning your mortgage or whatever ends up happening there, then your equity goes up. Right. If you never have any debt to begin with, for for a, and there's a lot of ways to do that. Then what your assets are are the exact same value as your equity. There's no liabilities. If you concentrate on making sure that that goes up every month and then you really sit down with the spreadsheet or however you do it, maybe it's a $5 solar powered calculator, multiply how many uh, months you think that you're going to, how long it's going to take till retirement, you can calculate and manipulate in your favor how much you're going to be worth when that happens. Unlike what everybody wants you to do, put all your money into a 401k and let somebody else deal with it. Right. Super bad idea. You don't let other people raise your children. You, well, you shouldn't so, let other people manage, so your, manage your wealth. <laughs> if there's a child raising consultant, please contact me if you're a child oh, raising consultant. Oh, it's a little consultant. late now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do not want to hear more about all the things that I did wrong because they remind me that all the time. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't forget. You can reach out to us anytime you have any questions, you want to talk to my team, find out more about Land Academy, just simply by texting 
480-530-7383 or send a note to support at landacademy.com. A couple about a year ago, our, one of our kids came to us and said, really came to Joe and said, what do you guys know about money? You're rich. You don't, you never had to go through. Which one did that? Uh, number two. Oh. Said, you have, you've always been rich. And, and Joe almost fell out of her chair. I'm like, oh my gosh. She said, are you kidding me? She'll work in, in American Airlines for 18 years. Yeah. In a union job where she was unallowed to do make a lot of decisions on her own, and, and yep. she was paid what they told her, and yep. that's it. There's no discussing it. Yep. So no, that's we weren't like this the whole time. Exactly. It's really funny about it. I just love that sentence. That's what fun. do you guys know about money? You're rich. That's hilarious. <laughs> so stupid like we like we, we tripped on into accident. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i just i landed i fell and, and found a bank account yeah stupid join us next wednesday for another interesting episode right here we buy cheap land and sell for more on the internet usually a lot more yeah we, we are jack, jack and jill. jill information and inspiration to buy undervalued property